You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your O.R.G. Ochoa. He is your 75 two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, the one and only Tony Casillas. TC, what up? You know, I'm doing great this morning, R.J. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I have a very particular question for you that I'm excited to ask. Uh, are you ready for it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what wait, is... wait. Is it, is it personal? It's not. Well, I guess it kind of is, uh, but it's not deeply okay, personal. Well, don't ask me, then, because I want something deep this morning. So, well, my question is, <laughs> I often find myself amazed at my phone and the number of things I can do from it, right? Like, uh, the other day, my wife and I were out of town, and we were just kind of going over, like, oh, you know, we need to make sure we do this, whatever. And it was like, oh, we need more treats for the dog. Boom. Amazon ordered on the way. Look at me. I'm taking care of stuff. And so my question to you is, because right now, uh, it's super hot outside, like it always is. Uh, and I lowered the air right now for my phone. Just, you know, what a what a problem solver I am. So my question to you, Tony, is what is your what is the most the most amazed you ever feel in terms of things you do from your phone? Like, what do you do from your phone that you're like, man, I can't believe I get to do this from my phone? Uh, probably order anything that I want, whether mm -hmm. it's DoorDash, whether it's Apple Pay. Oh, by the way, uh, do not give your personal information. Anyone. <laughs> That's another story. Um this is what I can do with my phone that I can do on my computer. I, I use my phone probably more now than I've ever used it before because, you know, you can, you can uh, have access to your computer and just data and everything that you need to do, but probably just anything I want, as you mentioned, right. you can control the temperature of your house. Uh, probably what I am working on now is being able to turn my sprinklers on from your with phone, my, respect. From my phone. Um, but I think just everything in general, RJ, and the fact that you can spend so much damn money on your phone. Oh, dude. Okay. So probably, probably that it's so easy to get any, oh, I, I, I tell you, I think the best thing is directions, GPS. Uh, but I mean, that's, that we've that, had that, we've had that for a long time. Like that's not a new thing, you know, well, well but it is amazing. What? But I mean, the fact that you can control that your, you know, your temperature at home and, you know, turn all the lights and everything else when you come home, it's been around for a couple of years. Hey, welcome to the 21st century, RJ, by the way. Um, and that's coming from an old man. Um, but I think this accessibility, yeah. I think anything that you want that you ever dreamt of futuristic, you can access it to your phone. The sprinklers is a good one. I don't have um I don't have like a grill where I can check the temperature and stuff for my phone, but that's a good one too. Even though I don't. Oh have yeah, it. and in security. Uh, uh, for sure. The ring, if you have the security, you can access and you can be somewhere and you can, you know, have a security camera and you can watch, you know, what's going on. So probably that. Okay, 
good talk. Uh, well, uh, the today's conversation has nothing to do with that. It was just something I was curious about. Uh, we really don't have a template for today's show. Just kind of like riffraffing things on our mind. Uh, in fact, when I texted you, Tony, on Monday night and said like, hey, let's talk about whatever, uh, you had a particular thing that you just like immediately threw out. So this is just kind of the the making spaghetti. Have you ever thrown spaghetti at a wall? Like when we, I've never done that. Have you ever actually done that? Uh, not intentionally. Uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, I will I, I will tell you something that started that made that started my day off not very good yesterday. So uh, my son moved home for this summer from from college. Mm -hmm. I have his stuff out in the garage, and I'm out there, you know, trying to be the uh, organized, which is something I kind of lack. And so you know how your garage gets a little cluttered up with stuff, and depends on the person. So I'm out there moving the stuff, and there's a can of a gallon of paint on top of a table. And I'm getting ready to leave RJ to go out the door to go to the gym, work out, S knocked it off and spilled it, splattered all over my garage, my garage floor. So uh, I haven't I haven't splattered spaghetti in the wall, but I did learn that it makes sure that you if you have paint. Did not knock it off because it does not start your Monday off very well. Right. Well, uh, T's and P's for you, Tony. Uh, but I've never, I don't know. I forgot why I brought a spaghetti, but, but either way. Yeah. I'm, so that's I'm, what I'm saying. I just, I kind of uh, derailed a little. Yeah. So I, I'm just curious what, what brought that thought up. Well, so like you, like you see that like in movies, right? Like people throw spaghetti at a wall to see if it sticks. So right now, like our this episode is like us throwing stuff you. at a wall to see yeah. if it sticks. And so the thing, was, yeah, I got you. Right, the thing you threw out last night when we were talking uh, was CD Lamb, and I know you weren't saying this like you didn't believe it, uh, but we, I know we had an article last week at the site. Uh, bloggingtheboys.com. I was out of town over the weekend, so shout out to the staff who carried me while I uh, did some different stuff. But um, one of the articles that we had was, you know, kind of discussing the idea of CD Lamb potentially establishing himself as the Dallas Cowboys top wide receiver this season. Now, uh, CD Lamb comes from the second greatest school in the world, obviously Texas A&M number one. Um, and, you know, upon his entering of the NFL, everybody knew that it was really a matter of time until CD did establish himself as the alpha within the Cowboys wide receiver group um, in a lot of different ways. He's obviously very physical. He's only going to continue to get larger and establish his physical presence. Uh, after the catch, he is one of already the best wide receivers in the NFL. That was uh, kind of his hallmark at Oklahoma. Uh, so, Tony, do you think that's possible, that, that this could be the year that CD could really separate himself from Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup that much? Well, it's so interesting, you know, when he goes on social media, people react totally differently. Like, uh, well, no one's respecting, uh, you know, a coop and right, you know, right. CD Lamb. He's, you know, we, you know, they paid Amari Cooper a ton of money, but it, it, I, I just, it, it, what you brought up as far as what he can do in space, I, I think he's a guy that brought in to eventually be the number one receiver on this team. Um, and I think there's got to be a point where they find out uh, is, is he the guy that's going to give him more yards after catch? Nothing to say what Amari Cooper is no slouch. I mean, the guy has been balling since he's got here. Um, but CD brings a, a different dynamic than Amari. I think Amari, and here's what the, the great greatest part about this RJ, these guys have been working together. And CD can can you know can watch and learn from Amari Cooper. And it seems like Amari is a guy that's really is willing to share his knowledge. A lot of guys that feel inferior about some guy taking the job, a little insecure, you know, may not want to share that. But just watching how Amari Cooper runs routes. But 
I think it, this is the year that, look, I think that they need to be able to get the ball more to, uh, you know, C.D. Lamb, more design plays uh, and give them the opportunity to really showcase what it can do with yards after catch. You know what? This is a good problem to have. Sure. Think about it, RJ. Uh, but the being labeled the number one guy resonate means a lot to these guys as far as you know, how they're respected and how much, uh, you know, they feel the confidence that the team has in them. So it does mean a lot to them. So I'm going to say right now that I hate what I'm about to do. Um, but, you know, hey, we're. Well, wait, but, but, but wait, wait. If you hate, it's, it's, it's almost like you're getting ready to do something, but you know it's not the right thing. Well, it, it's not, but th- this is the spaghetti episode. So, you know what I mean? I'm just throwing it out. I um, I really don't like on pace stats. Like, they're fun to talk about, but, you know, like, for example, look, I believe in Dak Prescott as much as anyone. I'm a huge Dak Prescott fan. Uh, but when Dak Prescott got hurt, people were talking about this dude's on pace for 6,000 yards. That was never going to happen. Like, you know, I, I know the, the math behind how he was on pace for that, but that was not going to happen. You know, like there was, there was going to be some, like, I don't want to call it regression, but like things were going to level out eventually. Of course it could have happened. Obviously anything is possible, but I just don't necessarily believe that that was going to sustain itself all season long. So I'm not the biggest fan of on pace stats. Like there's value to it, but it's not like, it's not an end all be all sort of thing. But that being said, Tony, if we look at CeeDee Lamb's production with Dak Prescott last year, which was almost five full games, a very, very, very small sample size. And if we extrapolate it in those five games, CeeDee Lamb averaged about 87 yards a game. So if we extrapolate that across, you know, 16 games, which would have been the full season last year, mm-hmm. that's 1,386 yards for CeeDee Lamb. That's what he was technically on pace for. Um, you're right that anytime you talk about CD as the potential number one, you know, a lot of Amari Cooper stands come out and say, what about Amari Cooper? Well, Amari Cooper's never had 1300 yards in a season. And we're just talking about yards here. So it's not like, again, a big deal. But the point is that, I, and I think it was obvious too. Like, I think this was, was obvious watching the Cowboys. It, it was clear that CD Lamb was really kind of starting to, to gel and to groove within the Cowboys offense. Granted, the team's record was not great. Um, but my overall point here is that, I mean, I can certainly believe like that there is some, however loose it is, mathematical data to support that CD Lamb could be the top guy, especially because of what he's able to do after the catch. Yeah, I'm not trying to be a pessimist on this, but you also got to look at those games that Dak was right. in and how porous his defense was. And, you know, there was a lot of garbage time. And I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from what he did his rookie year. It was totally. pretty phenomenal. So while I... I appreciate you bringing that up, brother. Uh, and I, I don't have this in front of me. If he would have gotten 1,300 yards as rookie year, I don't know where that would have ranked him right now. I mean, it probably would have been in the top, at least top 10 receivers in the National Football League. I do not have the, you know, the the statistics on that. Well, but so still, just, just for comparison, Tony, really quickly, Justin Jefferson, who a lot of people now believe is better than CD lamb because he had the great rookie season last year. He had 1400 yards precisely yeah. last year, but I mean, but he got to, he didn't, you know, he didn't have the quarterback issues that CD lamb did, which is a big reason for obviously CD's lack of production. Right. So I, 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 I try to put all that in factor in that. And I really think that, you know, CD is what he can do. And if you believe in, in what you're watching on social media and what people are saying and, I mean, there's everyone saying from the coaches to everyone, players, uh, that he is uh, bigger, 
a faster version of what he was last year as mm-hmm. a pro? Because I know there's that that year, that transition year that you have where you get yourself in a national football league and say, okay, this is what I got to do. I got to be stronger. I got to be able to separate. I got to be able to take, you know, hits. So I got to make myself, you know, do stuff in the offseason, make my, you know, it, it, it improve in that, uh, maybe that, the, the, you know, that category that it may not be the strongest. So I like that version of him. So, and, and, you know, to the point about that, I just, you know, there's something about him when he gets the ball that you, you, you think that there's going to be something uh, big is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think for wide receivers, I think that's a huge thing about it's, it's not so much about the great catches and everything. Maybe, you know, when you have one that's on the sideline or an end zone, when you're throwing out a high point ball, it's what you do with the really just a pedestrian pass right. and then whatever a pedestrian was a bubble screen or something. It's a, you know, to get you out of space, to be able to create to create that dynamic. And I think the CD just, has that it factor. So I'm going to take us down a, a bit of a rabbit hole here. But again, it is the spaghetti episode. I mean, that might be what I title it when I when I upload it. It's just oh. the spaghetti episode. Um, do you like spaghetti? By the way, is it your favorite pasta? Oh, yeah. Um, it's probably not my favorite, but I love me some spaghetti. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I'm not like, a big gravy guy. I don't like a lot of gravy on my on – my, I mean, I'm sorry. I was, uh, gonna about, I was about to say, dude, like, what the hell kind <laughs> of spaghetti are you eating? <laughs> I, I, uh, I thought I'd throw it out there and see what you get your accent. So if you, if you, if, you know, when I was in New York, that's what they call it. When they put it, they, they call the, uh, you know, the, the sauce you put on your, you know, they call that gravy it's, in New York. It's called gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's what I said. I'm like gravy. Okay. Uh, I'll have a shit on the shingle, you know, where you put the sausage <laughs> with them. <laughs> um, said that, but, that's okay. But anyways, I, I to actually, your point. Yes. I love, I love, I love spaghetti. I love the, 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 the meatballs. I'm not a. I, I, I always go light on the sauce, though. I'm not sure. a huge sauce guy. I agree with you. Uh, this is again. This is truly the wild so, episode. But I. So that I, means my spaghetti. If you don't have much sauce in your spaghetti, I don't think it may stick to the wall that well. Right, right, right. Well, so I remember <laughs> Dak. Well, it was Dak and Zeke. When I'm, I'm about to bring up Zeke, but I remember that their rookie year in 2016. Um, yeah. It was revealed that I don't know if you remember this, Tony. Dak likes his spaghetti with ranch dressing. I don't know if that sounds appealing to you. It does not sound you appealing to me. I, I, I love I, ranch, but that's, I, I'm not doing it. I, I, I could see it. I mean, I could really, nah. I could taste it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. I could. So I used to be like that until I just discovered the phenomenon of ranch for some reason, like here's another, here's one. Cause you know, like you said, this is spaghetti version of our, our show, spicy ranch with, uh, with chips. When you go into, well, that sounds into, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, you know, a lot of people, spicy ranch, it's not one of the things, but I could see it. It's almost like a version of uh, Alfredo sauce. Think nah. about that. Nah, yeah, dude, cause, yeah. nah. Well, nah. It's Cause light. Because it's, it's cold. It's like, it's like the best ranch is cold. And I don't want cold sauce on the hot noodles. You know what I mean? So I'll that's tell you what, ranch can make a lot of things taste good, man. Well, okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, uh, so getting back to Zeke, you talked about all the reports. Uh, it'll be very exciting, by the way, to see CD at training camp. But by, by the way, see CD in Oxnard for the first time. CD's never been to Oxnard, obviously. Um, so that'll be very cool uh but um my my point here is 
it, it makes sense, right? Like to believe that he's bigger and he's stronger mm-hmm. this year than he was last year. And a lot of that is just because I don't want to say he was small, like he was not small by any measure. But I mean, as far as NFL body types are concerned, it makes sense that he's still growing into his physical stature, his physical athleticism, as far as being an NFL player. Uh, we've heard similar reports, Tony, about Ezekiel Elliott. He's in the best shape of his life. A lot of a lot of dudes in the NFL, Tony, I don't know if you've heard this, are in the best shape of their life. Generally, yeah. generally July is when people, you know, wind up being in the best shape of their lives. Now, well, I'm going to say, aren't you supposed to be in the best shape of your life if you're an, if you're a professional athlete? Oh, that's, that what, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, I was going to say, isn't that what you're supposed to do when you report to camp? This isn't like the old days where you report there and you have freaking – hundred days of practice. Aren't you supposed to, isn't that your job to be in shape? So, well, my question was going to be to you at what point, like looking back on it, would you say you were truly in the best shape of your career? Um, I I always tried to, uh, I always tried to be, okay. Let me me rephrase. Did you really feel, and I'm not saying, okay. 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 It's it's a great question. Okay. So I'm going to say, into my transitional from my, my rookie year to my second year. Okay. I kind of understood what I needed to do. It wasn't all about being just, uh, you know, brutes, you know, have this brute strength because right. everyone in the National Football League. But it's like, how do you, you know, what do you do? Do you stay in shape? And it, it's, it was a different generation. Totally. I mean, but, but still, that was your job. I had to report. We had off-season workouts where, you know, now it's totally different. People, you know, they have their own personal trainers. They right, have nutritionists. Right. So it's totally different, but still, if that's the route you're going to go, then you should show up at training camp in the optimum uh, shape of your life, especially if you're going to post videos on Instagram. People are like, you, I just saw you on Instagram. Were you Photoshopping a video? Because you look like you're in the best shape of your life. Okay. So I guess for, for Zeke, I think for him, he need he needed to kind of change his, his type of style, because I think that, you know, he's been hit a, a lot of times his first few years in the National Football League. So I think that he needs to make himself a little more elusive mm-hmm. and not, and I, I guess I could use Emmett as an example. I mean, there's times that you just want to run through a guy. I don't know how many times he'll start hurdling guys, you know, you know how he kind of made that vogue in the National Football League when he did his, you know, the hurdle his first his rookie year. When Zeke hurdled the guy, and that's all right. we saw. I don't know if he'll be doing that because he kind of understands, like, you know, I may not be able to take that hit like I did when I was younger. So I think for him, maybe that's kind of his way of streamlining a little bit and being in better shape because last year, COVID wasn't good for, for a lot of people. We all suffered that. But right. in fo- football-related, uh, it, it wasn't a good year for Zeke because it looked like to me he was gassed quite a bit uh, during the game. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, that's something I've talked about. I do a, a couple of shows on the SB Nation NFL show feed as well. And one of my co-hosts over there, uh, Rob Stats Guerrero, I, mm-hmm. I had never totally realized this before until he brought it up. And that's because this dude's a 49ers fan. Um, and so I've, I've told him several times that he's got to do a show with you, Tony, so you can watch your Steve Young painting in the background just for good times. Uh, but um, he brought up that Zeke, when he doesn't have a and again Zeke's only been in the NFL five years, so it's not like we're talking about a massive sample. That's a long time, but I mean, that's a long time. But, it's but, a, that's well here yeah, for the, running back. Yeah, the point I'm about to make is a little weird, and I realize that. But again, the spaghetti episode. Um, in in years that Zeke did not have, or, or rather, let me rephrase this: the years, uh, the lower years of Zeke's career have been years where he did not have a full off season. Obviously, his rookie year was incredible. And he had the full complement of the offseason, right? Full offseason, rookie mini camp, training camp. And even back then, uh, that was right before they moved to the stars. So, I mean, Zeke even got – that's really crazy to think about, by the way, that Zeke and Dak got to work out at Valley Ranch. I mean, that feels like that forever ago. Um, yeah, they're really getting old, aren't they? <laughs> but, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but so he had the full complement of the offseason, obviously full preseason. And not that he played a lot, but still he was available and ready. And that was the preseason Tony Romo got hurt, on and on and on. Uh, but leads the NFL in rush is tremendous obviously the Cowboys in 13 games the next year 2017 his second season in the NFL there's the constant will he be suspended won't he be suspended he's suspended he's not suspended he's unsuspended I mean just going back and forth all the way through I mean clearly you know was a, a big deal uh just as it related to football obviously a big deal off the field as well that was a lower quality year for Zeke and a lot of the reason for that too just from a production standpoint was that he did miss six games the next year, 2018, okay, now we're back to normal. Full complement, full offseason, full getting ready, training sessions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What happens? Leads the NFL in rushing again. 2019, his fourth year in the NFL, no training camp because he holds out, goes to Cabo, wants the new contract, gets misses the whole preseason. Again, not that he would have played that much, but still misses the preseason comes back and puts what up is or puts up what is at the time the worst season of his career last season this is not specific to Zeke as you just mentioned but the COVID offseason the COVID season not a true traditional offseason for Zeke Elliott puts up what is now the worst season of his NFL career the first season that he had to miss time due to injury uh so I don't know if you like, do you feel like there's anything to that is that just coincidence you know what I mean like optimistic now what does that tell you? I, I mean, look, I'm not trying to say that the guy can't do it by himself or with, you know, as I mentioned, nutritionist, a trainer and everything. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I'm just going to mention this because, you know, I have my own, I did my own podcast and I had Troy Aikman on and we're talking Tony about Tony Casilla show. Go check it out. Everybody. Yeah. Give it a shout out. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things we talked about. It's, it's different now because you don't have a off season together. Players are, you know, I don't know how many, maybe there's a lot of players working out the star in the offseason. Uh, maybe it's just your, you know, your, your, you know, the players like Zeke and, uh, you know, and, and Dak, but 
whoever it may be to decide to do do their all their, their work on their own. But you don't have the offseason together as a team. Mm-hmm. And I always found out my observation is that there's some guys that need that structure, need that motivation to be around and have the strength and conditioning, give them the coach uh, with, with the Cowboys, give them a workout, go and show up. I mean, you go to the star, they have, they have a nutrition bar. They have everything. These guys available for their, uh, you know, for the, their access. It's their access, you know, the access to being able to take, you know, the supplements or whatever that may be. But right. on the other hand, there's guys that, that for some reason, they don't want to be in that, that environment, decide to do it themselves. So it, it's, it's different now with maybe the collective bargaining, how many times you can have players actually right. work out. It's totally different. But if you're going to do it on your own, I think there's accountability on yourself that really, I need to take care of it. I can't show up and be out of shape, especially if you're someone that's really a leader on the team, like Zeke or anyone else that has this huge, huge uh, role for a team. And, you know, to your point, I don't know. I think, I hope that he goes against uh, what we've seen, uh, him having to figure it out and do it himself, uh, because there's a lot more structure is good for, for people. Okay, RJ, mm-hmm. to be in a structured environment, especially as an athlete, you know, I want structure. That's one thing that you miss about it when you leave the game is like someone's telling you where to go, right. your schedule, everything's laid out, everything's structured. Some guys can 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 handle that really thrive in that. Uh, and some guys that, that, that aren't in that type of environment, um, sometimes it's disappointing when you, you trust them to be able to do it on their own. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, like having to having to discipline yourself or having to have the discipline yourself. I think, you know, like that happened when a lot of people started working from home, right? Like, cause, cause it's easy to say like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just wait 30 minutes, you know, whatever, blah, like anything, you know what I mean? And it makes sense. Like you just said, um, like, like using you as an example, you go from Oklahoma blue blood program. I'm sure your college career, everything's super regimented and organized. Mm-hmm. And we're getting on the plane at this time. We're checking on the hotel at this time at the NFL. I mean, it's just, we're going to eat, this is the time we're going to eat meals. Everybody's got to be in their room by this time on and on and on and on. And so you're right. Like having to regulate yourself that way at home is very, very, very difficult. Some people can do it and, and maybe Zeke can, you know, we just haven't really seen um, the evidence to support that when he's not around a full off season, like we talked about that it leads to a productive season for him on the field. That's, I mean, it's so interesting going into training camp and and now going into hard knocks, like wondering what storylines will emerge. It does kind of feel like for the first time in the Zeke era, he's not at the center of attention Uh, because the center of attention, I think right now is Dak and the return. And like, I, I mean, Mike McCarthy said this during um, during OTAs. I mean, that the Dak, and I don't know that anybody doesn't agree with this at this point, but the Dak is the face of this team. The Dak is the first person he goes to to talk to about different situations or issues or whatever. And I, I don't know that, I mean, I don't know that Zeke was ever the face, but I do think that people identified the Cowboys with Zeke the most over the course of the last couple of years. But that transition has fully happened now to be Dak Prescott. Well, yeah, and it's certainly last year when when Dak got injured. You're the next the, the guy up that that takes that that leadership role is, is Zeke, and you know I don't think he'd want it any other way. I mean, your quarterback right. is the franchise; he is the leader; he is the guy that you go to if you have an issue uh, that you need to talk to about with the team. I mean, he is the connection, the liaison between the, the head coach 
and the rest of the team. And that's, that's the way it should be on any team. If you don't have that, if you don't have that, then you're missing a big piece of your, the, the puzzle on your team. So um, last thing for us to talk about today, Tony, in our true spaghetti episode um, on and every, every uh, national outlet does this to some degree. Um, the athletics always done it. ESPN does it, you know, different degrees, whatever. Uh, but on Monday, ESPN released uh, their quarterback rankings that apparently um, involve quotes from anonymous NFL general managers and NFL personnel, et cetera. And so these are the rankings of how they feel, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, so number one is Patrick Mahomes. I don't think anybody will argue that. Two, Aaron Rodgers. Again, no argument. Three, Tom Brady. Again, Tom Brady's resume is obviously immaculate. Four, Russell Wilson. Five, Josh Allen. I'm a big Josh Allen believer. Six, Matthew Stafford. And seven, Dak Prescott. So my question to you, Tony, uh, just on, on the surface, on its face, is that fair? Is Dak too low? Is Dak too high? Uh, the biggest point of contention that the internet seemed to have, I was traveling on Monday, as I mentioned, I was out of town, so I was just kind of keeping up on Twitter on my phone. Uh, but a lot of Cowboys fans are miffed and all up in a tizzy that Matthew Stafford is higher than Dak Prescott. I don't have any problem with that. I, I really? think Matthew's No, I, I, I mean, I, I don't really think that that's – uh, an issue for me. I mean, Matthew Stafford, you go back and look at his career with the, with the Detroit Lions. And now I, I really think he's going to have a hell of a year. I think that Sean McVay's, uh, you know, in his offense, I, I think that he, we're going to be able to, we, uh, yeah, I think everyone that watches the NFL is going to see a guy evolve. He's got huge weapons. So I don't have that problem. What's really what's the difference between six and seven? Oh, I agree with okay? that. I mean, yeah, for I mean, sure. that's Apple. You're, you're really being nitpicking when you're you. Look, so I don't have a problem with that because ultimately those top five guys, there's no argument. Okay, mm-hmm. and they all have, have, have won uh, admirably, and so I got no issue with that. But yeah. to me, Matthew Stafford, again, you just have a lot of people that don't. Obviously, the Lions haven't been good. Um, but you could say the same thing for the the Cowboys haven't been prevalent when it comes to the postseason play. Right. But I, I like both of those guys. I think Matthew is a tremendous leader. Uh, I, I think when you watch him play, he's just got that command. And so they have a lot of similarities, which to me is, is ironic, both these two guys, because they're both good, great leaders. They're very passionate. They're the face, you know, and that's one thing that I like about uh, Dak Prescott is that he's out there in the community. You see him. <laughs> Nothing against your boy Romo, the guy that's your all-time favorite cowboy. Again, I was like, in high school. That's a very specific well, I, detail. I mean, well, you have to include. Yeah. You got the Tony Romo jersey hanging up in your in your office. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> but no, I. with all seriousness, and, and I don't know how much that means, but right. I just I, – I like – Dak's an easy guy to to really to really disembrace and like, but no. I have no problem with those two quarterbacks because Matthew Stafford to me, you watch, I guarantee it. When I and I'm going to say this right there, I I think they're they're going to win the NFC West without a doubt, without a doubt. I don't think that hands down. I don't think that's a hot take. I think it's fair. Uh, if Matthew Stafford is is just even just good, like not even great. I think they win the NFC West because Seattle's defense is a mess. Russell Wilson, that situation, San Francisco. Yeah, but that's, that's still Russell, Russell Wilson. Look, yeah, that, but 
that, but, that conference might they, it may that division may be overrated, overinflated, but still, sure. Russell Wilson is still. You got that dude in your, on your team. You got a you got an opportunity. You got a chance, Art. I agree, and I San Francisco is so hard to tell just because of Trey Lance. It's you know, and we say that for the NFC East too. I mean, you know, right. Dak's the best quarterback in the NFC East. So what is that really saying? Okay. I, I did want to say I you have actually changed in a positive way a lot of how I value leadership within a quarterback because of the way you still you mentioned having Troy on the Tony Casilla show. I mean, the way you still talk about Troy is amazing, right? Like that's you know, that's the value of you know an incredible leader in the locker room with when that is your quarterback. And so that those that guys is, are ageless. Yeah, you know, right. The, the generation may be different as far as air, but those that never never changed with the quarterback. Yeah. And, and like, and that's not, you know, quarterbacks or athletes can improve their accuracy, right? They can improve their footwork. They can improve different things. But like that quality, that you can't improve. Like that's just who you are as a dude, who Troy was, who Dak is, who Troy still is. I mean, you know, like that's like, I love when you've told the stories about Troy, like organizing y'all getting together because that like as a, as a fan, you want to believe that. Like, you want to believe that the quarterback is is the guy. He's the ringleader. He's the dude at the center of it all. And, like, it's super cool that that actually was and is the case. Um, on my, my thoughts on the Matthew Stafford Dak thing, I agree with you. Who cares if you're six or seven, right? Like, at that point. Like, you're, you're splitting hairs. You're picking – a lot of people say picking flavors of ice cream, right? Like, it's, it's not a big deal. I don't personally believe that Matthew Stafford is better than Dak Prescott. I do understand what you're saying um, that, you know, it's fair to project him to being much better this season than he's mm-hmm. ever been in Detroit because he's with Sean McVay. But that's where like evaluating quarterbacks and really evaluating anything gets funny uh, because people are willing to afford certain benefits to others that they aren't to some like people. people I'm not saying you're doing this, but people on the Internet that are saying Stafford is better are willing to say, well, it's because he's going to do this. See, they're willing to project, but they're not willing to do that with Dak, right? Like with Dak, it's well, how many playoff wins does he have? even though he has more than Matthew Stafford. You know what I mean? Like people pick and choose their arguments and it just gets silly, but you're right. Like if you're six or seven, who cares? Like you're, you've got one of the best seven dudes that can do this in the world. You're fine. Ultimately. Yeah. And, and look, I, I, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, Dak to me is, is uh, again, coming off a, a season that was short lived last year. So I guess you could throw that in and the speculation on what how he's going to be in you know, 2021. And, and look, I, I think that that, yeah, the point that you made about postseason play, the, yeah. the record for Matthew Stafford, it, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's like mixing, you know, it's, it's pairing it's, apples and oranges. You yeah, because like, Detroit okay, was yeah. so bad. Yeah, like, yeah, but he had yeah. Calvin. Like, you can go forever with this. You know what I mean? You can go forever but, I mean, and I ever. I guess and you ever. could ask the, the, the best question to, to ask is what player would you rather have on your team? And I think that if you're if you're just picking a quarterback, would you rather have Dak or Matthew? Dak. Stafford. Yeah, I mean, just to – yeah. I, and, and so it's a great question. But I think it's more for – I think it's, you know, for us, it's, it's, you know, our listeners and, you know, people that, you know, fans that are Cowboy fans and, you know, even the Rams, I guarantee the Rams and Jared Goff, would you rather have Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford back in Detroit? Ask those people. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. And it is going to be fun to watch Matthew Stafford, but I will say there is, and I don't, I don't at all think that Matthew Stafford is overrated, but there is, there is not a more hyped thing this season than Matthew Stafford 
like so many people believe that that is just going to balloon. And, and so, and it's very possible that it does, but if it doesn't, it's, I think people are, because the hype has been intensified so much, people are going to really come at the Rams and say like, what's going on here? Why aren't you lighting the world on fire? Um, you know, whatever. Uh, by the way, on the subject of the Rams, did you see the trailer for the movie about Kurt Warner's life? I think it's called The Underdog Story. No, I have not. Uh, let me say this. I'm a huge Kurt Warner fan. My all-time favorite non-Dallas Cowboys quarterback is Kurt Warner. So I'm a huge Kurt Warner fan. Um, but this movie looks... I mean, let's just say, you know, it, it doesn't look like the most realistic thing. Like the football in it looks rough, Tony, is all I'm saying. You know, I'm sure you watch you watch a movie, there's a football scene, and you, you're you like, that's not how it is. You know what I mean? This looks uh, just, you know, this, this looks pretty yeah, Hollywood. It doesn't look like, saying. it doesn't, it actually looks like they cast some actual football players that played that looks uh, realistic. It looks the it's, exact opposite of that. It looks like. It's going, <laughs> like it, oh, that's I, I mean, and let me be clear here. Kurt Warner's story, as everybody knows, is incredible and deserves a movie, deserves to be told forever and ever and ever. It's one of the most amazing stories, not just in the NFL, but in all of the world. Uh, but this movie just, you know, let's let's revisit it. You know, let's 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 do some edits. That's all I'm saying. Let's let's reshoot some. OK, stuff. I, I'm sorry. And, I just I, I guess I, I process it a little differently. So you're being a little sarcastic. Yeah, it doesn't talking. it doesn't look great. It doesn't right look, now. Yeah. It's not winning yeah, any okay. Oscars. That's all I'm saying uh, right now. Is it on? Is it on the uh, Hallmark Channel? What, I mean, where that's, can you find it? That's what I'm saying. It looks like so I believe it's actually <laughs> coming out in theaters, but it, it looks well, you don't watch a Hallmark Channel. Do you? I don't. But my aunt and uncle do. And so whenever we're at their house, <laughs> uh, they're all about it. Uh, they love and my you know whatever but, I think uh, you and I could probably get a role in some of those that's what I'm saying <laughs> it, this this looks like a hallmark lifetime kind of movie you know what I mean but and don't that, you think Kurt Warner's life and his whole story is kind of like hallmarkish right of course it is but if we're gonna yeah, make so, a movie that we're gonna put in theaters let's get serious about this you know what I mean like let's you know I often find myself Tony like if I was at a restaurant for example and they, you know, I looked at the menu and spaghetti with ranch was on the menu. Some, sometimes like some, I'll tell myself, you know what? At one point, a group of people got together and they said, hey, that's a good idea. And that really happened. Like that happens a lot in life. And so what astounds me is that a group of people who are professionals at this. And I, I mean, who am I? I'm not a professional cinematographer or anything, but they got together. They shot this. They edited it. They put together the trailer and they said, we're ready to show this to the world. See, I, see, I, that's, that's a great point because I sometimes don't understand what they're thinking. Like, you know, I understand that maybe it's some type of budget or maybe you can tell. Sure, yeah, the totally. That, yeah, the, you know, the, the cinematography and everything that you just mentioned, that it's kind of made cheap or they don't, the budget's not that big. But I would think the reality of it is like, let's try to at least make, if it's a, if it's a sports movie, let's make it kind of this realistic yeah. as possible maybe splurge in that category yeah like if, if it's a movie about a, a quarterback maybe the football should be really good you know like there are good football movies like no movie is going to be true to life but there are movies oh, where man. the football makes sense uh, well, so. I, I might still remember the titans and it may oh. not have the best cinematography and the best it has some good football scenes just kind of unrealistic but the the soundtrack and the air the music and everything that goes is associated with that is just it's just an amazing amazing movie yeah and it's it's a disney movie so it's a little cheesy right like and you you're, you're, you're like as a person watching a movie you're willing to say 
hey, it's not going to be perfect. You're making a movie. You're just trying to suspend reality for me. That's all we're asking. Yeah, and the content, yeah. yeah. I, I probably, I, I may, I'll, I'll get, you see, it sounds I'll, like you just rated, rated the, uh, the new Kurt Warner bio, biotic I, movie. I, so. I just, as, as a huge Kurt Warner fan, I demand better. That's really where I'm coming from. So, um, cool. <laughs> well, um, Tony, I uh, hope you get some spaghetti with ranch or whatever. Uh, this was a great spaghetti episode. Um, good times are coming. Training camp's on the way. Uh, anything else before we duck out of here? No, did you watch the home run derby last night? I did, man. Uh, the Otani stuff was a lot of fun. Uh, really stressful first round. Obviously bummed that he didn't get past it, but it was still a lot of fun. How about you? Paul Alonzo. I'm sorry, oh. Pete Alonzo. That dude, he, he looked like the 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 new generation of Mark McGuire. I mean, that dude, I, I just I wonder if they do anything to the baseball or the the bats for these home run derbies. I'm just saying because it seems like some guys their ball just this this rockets off the bat. But I thought it was pretty and you have Trevor Mancini his this whole story about battling cancer. I love the home run derby the way they do it now. The three minute clock and everything. I think it's pretty cool. My last question for real, because I know we've gone a number of different directions i was thinking about this when i was watching it is the home run derby the best like all-star game you know i don't want to call it a party trick but like the best thing from an all-star game that isn't the actual all-star game if that makes better sense. than the slam dunk or the three-point well, uh, the, the, the only competition for me in my mind is the three-point contest because the slam dunk has has really yeah, you know they, they stripped that yeah, yeah so the only real competitor is the three-point contest and like the home run derby is because of the clock it's a little bit more stressful i really enjoyed it i think it's the best one that all the sports offers right now i agree with you partner I mean, it's fun to watch, and the, the, the fact that it was in the you know mile high stadium, mile high altitude, right. uh, it's 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 fun to watch, man. Right on. Well, uh, everybody, hope you enjoyed the spaghetti episode. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. Everyone, have a good one. This was the Seven Five to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today